All right, so today is, what is today? August 10th and it's 8.22 in the morning and um, I wanted to record this before I got my day started. Um, I've got my daughter off to childcare. <sighs> that was so hard to do this morning um, because she... I think she, I guess she's getting to the age where she doesn't really go, want to go to childcare, but it's necessary because I have to go to work. Um, and it's just really difficult to get her up and get her out of the house. But I accomplished that. And um, I'm in my bathroom, if you hear like an echo. Um, I didn't want to move everything around in my closet to be able to. Um, although my voice would have been more focused um, on the um, microphone here. But I'm just in my bathroom. Just set up my computer and everything in my bathroom. So when I get my laptop back, it'll be, it'll be a lot easier. Um, and I won't have to worry about any noise from... My computer life you hear anything now is my desktop is sitting right here on my bathroom sink by the way um it's secure it's not gonna fall or anything but i wanted to come and talk about a topic that i'm pretty sure many women have reached in their life at some point especially if you do have a child or children um I want to lay a little bit of background and then I'll get into the bulk of the content of this episode. Um, it's basically a woman being able to separate herself as a woman versus a mother. And I'm a late bloomer. I'm a late bloomer with a lot of things in my life, but better late than never, right? So... Um, I didn't really get to experience or explore my life as a single woman. Um, just really getting to know myself and what I like and what I don't like. Um, and ha and having that, uh, that sexuality about myself that women do have. I, I didn't get to experience that because I had a child at a young age. Um, I, I was 19. So, my life was devoted to being a mother, and that was just the bulk of my life in my relationship with God. I never really got to know myself and what I like and what I don't like on this level. So, I'm 30 now, just turned 30 this year, and um, I've experienced the sexuality that women have um, naturally. I've experienced that for the first time in my life last year. After my 29th birthday, it was just like something just dropped on me, just hit me. And it's just that thing where you feel so beautiful, you feel so even, I don't even know if it's just like an oxymoron being a sexy Christian. <laughs> But that's how I feel, and I'm not ashamed of that. You know, it's 
I, I think that because, you know, the standards that God has and what his ways are, obviously, sex is not something that we're supposed to do and we're not married, but we do. It happens. Children are born. Um, and the church really promotes that, you know, not fornicating, not doing that stuff. And when you really in mind, you program yourself to believe that sex is bad and it's not. It's just in the proper context where it is acceptable to God for the reasons of righteousness that he has. So, um, not a bad thing. And, and it's, it's just a process of reteach. The truth is, it's not a bad thing, but within the proper context, that is where I, um, obviously I've had sex before because I do have a child. Um, but not being really experienced in the area because I didn't continue in that way. So I'm not ashamed to say that because, you know, when I am married, there is my opportunity to really um, engage in that with my husband. And so it's not a bad thing. Um, somebody's listening to my podcast. I have another person that came on. I, I don't really like Anchor because I can't really see who who's following me. And it's, some, it's people from different platforms because... I can see the people who follows on Anchor, but I can't anywhere else. So, um, thank you if you're listening. Thank you so much for following me and um, joining the royal family. I hope there's some royal gems and nuggets here that can really help your life. Um, definitely let me know. I am on Instagram at the Royally Reserved Podcast. No, Royally Reserved. And you can definitely send me some messages. Um, if you are on Anchor, I think you can, or if you are my Anchor um, landing page, show page, you can um, record. I don't know if you if you have to have the Anchor app or not, but you can record a message and send it to me in, in the episodes, actually. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely send me um, all that. But nonetheless, thank you so much. But I just want to continue my point. Um you know, just really have to reteach yourself that it's not a bad thing. And it's just like you get to the point, I can only speak as a woman. Um, you get to the point where it's just like this thing explodes on you. And it's a beautiful, it really is. It really is a beautiful thing because. It's like it helps you blossom. It helps you grow. It grow. It helps you connect with that sexuality because it's not. It's not a bad thing. And I recorded about this before, but I don't even know where the where the audio is or where anything is. So I'm just re-recording it here. But it's a healthy thing. It's a healthy thing. It's not a promise promise um, promiscuity thing. It's not a um, sexuality that's not controlled or untamed or just out for the world to see is really something that happens internally and it shows in the little ways if you pay attention um i happen to dress modestly but there's sometimes where i wear something that's a little bit more not 
tight or or re like reveal it in that way but it might be not like the norm of what I usually would wear and I think that's just the display of that sexuality women we go through different phases in our um our menstrual cycle every month and the ovulation phase definitely is one where if you do your research and I've done some research on this like women pay more attention to their appearance around ovulation time because it is a display of fertility that um just that 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 woman is is fertile and you might notice it yourself um you just pay more attention to your appearance, whether it's your hair, whether it's what you wear, or even shopping sometimes. Um, there's a science to all of that. And I just don't want even my daughter to grow up and thinking that sex is a bad thing, you know. But I want to be able to have those conversations with her to know it's not a bad thing, but this is the proper way to do it because it saves you from a world of trouble you know it saves you from pregnancy um unexpected unplanned pregnancy it saves you from so much you know um i'm the type of woman that have that would like to have intelligent conversations about sex and not just like this nasty stuff like it's not necessary but um being able to grow over the years and now at this time in my life, I'm 30 years old, I am a mother, and being able to separate who I am as a woman, learning who I am as a woman rather than who I've been as a mother in my 20s, you know, that is very refreshing to me because it, it allows me to have something of my own, um, that's not connected or associated with my daughter. And that might seem selfish, it might seem weird, but it's not. It's like, you have to know who you are as a woman. You have to learn who you are as a woman because especially if you're married, that is not a good thing if you always have on the mommy hat and you never have on the woman hat or the, the sexual side of yourself or just that part of your identity as a wife that is supposed to be great for your husband like you have to be able to separate every bit of who you are even your career from your parenting from your married life from everything we have to be able to like God like the word of God says be all things to all men and my theory is like if you can't talk about sex and God in the same sense like it's something wrong it's something wrong that you're doing <laughs> um and so like it's not necessarily to, it's not necessary to be ashamed and i think a lot of especially a lot of christian women need to know that you don't need to be ashamed of your sexuality because it comes from god you're a human being you're going to experience at some point in your life and it's it's there is it would be very much a detriment to your life if you undermine that now there's ways that we have to tame it um especially in adorning ourselves how we dress ourselves um and the way that we act and ourselves we can't be like this sex guys <laughs> like in our everyday life right so god definitely still does require 
what he calls holiness and that process of purification and sanctification. But when you really go through that, it's like it's pure, it's healthy, it's right, it's not nasty, it's not perverted, it's not what the world view of sex and sexuality and sensuality is, right? So um it's it's really something it's really a gem to tap into that feminine energy and that that space of being a woman and feeling beautiful and really taking care of yourself and in all aspects mentally, spiritually, uh physically, exercising you know, eating well, um, just doing what you need to do as a woman that you present yourself with. It doesn't mean everything is is all flowers and peachy in your life, but you have something good going, right? So, um, I am glad that I understand and I'm learning myself as a woman versus a mother because I really am approaching that time in my daughter's life where she is hitting puberty and she happens to be going through a stage of like rebellion. It's not like really bad and I hope that it does not get bad because I don't really know what it is other than um you know girls they need that they need their fathers in their life and that's not something that's happening in her life and I don't really think that she knows how to deal with that or cope with that and um it's causing a lot of issues in our relationship that we have and um she is very as any child or any family member would be she's very protective of me but sometimes she can be a bit possessive and I don't like that and I have to tell that uh, her about that that what I don't like um like wanting to know all of my business or going through my purse or just getting my phone like she has a password to my phone um I even thought about changing it but you know it is important for her to be able to you know have access to my phone in case of emergency or something so I don't change my password um and the password is the same on her devices so that I can get into her, her stuff that she that I can kind of monitor and see what's going on but um yeah it's just like I don't like it because I have a different energy about myself and um just that woman aspect of myself versus the mother so I don't want the two to cross and so it's just like I find now as a 30-year-old woman and she's an 11-year-old girl versus me being a younger version of myself in my early 20s and her being a young child or baby being in my space now it's just like hey kind of back up and I I know she's going to get to that space you know when she gets maybe in her teenage years she's probably not going to want me to be too much involved and so it's just life it's just hormones it's just phases of life we change and we grow because we have to be able to establish our own especially outside of our parents house you know when we're no longer children being cared for um it's it's natural just like that feeling when you left home and you got your own place 
and then you went back home to visit and it didn't seem the same it's just really like that so um yeah life is changing for me and i'm glad about it because i want to be that woman i want to be that feminine woman and that beautiful woman that sexy woman in my husband's life you know um and not an old rag lady <laughs> and uh just a mom you know so it's healthy to know who you are in all aspects and i like to have intelligent conversations about these things um to make it fun, to make it interesting, to make it educational and informal, inform, informational. Um, that, you know, whoever comes across this or maybe it's a Christian woman or something like you, you go through that phase, especially as a Christian woman where you just encapture in this little bubble with God and everything is so pretty and nice and pure and pristine. But when those hormones kick in, like, hey, God, you know. Don't I look good? Don't I look sexy? Don't I look... <laughs> and it's, it's really like, I don't know how to explain it. I Like, I talk to God all day long, every day. Like, I do. I really actually talk to him all the time. Um, because that's how I've, I've grown and I've developed my relationship with him where he is my life. And I talk to him about everything. I talk to him about marriage. I talk to him about my life and my decisions, my parenting. I talk to him about sex. I talk to him about everything because he's my first love. He's my everything, my all. And so if I always tell God, if I can't talk to you about sex, if I can't talk to you about what I'm feeling, my hormones, different phases of what I'm going through, then it doesn't make sense. I'm not going to be in a group setting talking about this stuff unless it's an intelligent conversation about it. But, like, God is literally my everything. Um, he's been the constant in my life when I was at my lowest, when um, I didn't have a dime in my pocket, when everything, you know? So... It's only natural that I would go to him for everything. And I think that's purpose when he takes you through different seasons in your life where you grow that dependency on him in the situation. It's just like, why am I going through this? I don't like it. I want to be out of this space. I want to be doing something different. But when you come out of, when he does bring you out of it, it's just like, that is why I went through that. Um... And so I had like a three-year wilderness period in my life where I was literally isolated alone with God. There weren't many people in my life. And um, it has established God in my life, in the position in my life where he wants to be. And I consult with him about everything. I pray about everything. I talk to him pretty much all day long. Um, and it's just like, we're here, you know, me and God, we're here. That doesn't mean that everything is right in your life or what he would rather. Um, but you do have that relationship and you do know him. That is what God is after us knowing, knowing him. Um, you know, cause the word of God says that, I don't know, I don't know it verbatim, but, um, <clears throat> Basically, Jesus would say to those he don't know, 
Depart from me, you work of iniquity. I know you not. Iniquity, I know you not. And that knowing is very important. That knowing is a very intimate word. It's a very intimate thing. Like a man knowing his wife in a sexual way. It's the same thing with God. We have to become one and mesh with him. That he knows us. That he knows our spirit. That he knows our name. That he knows us to be his friends. To be in, to be his beloved. To be his child. Um, because we spent time with him. We've, de- we've developed. We've gotten to know what he likes and what he doesn't like. We allow him to grow and evolve us and change us. And to purify and to sanctify and to be that holiness that he says to be as he is but that doesn't count your sexuality out and i don't want the christian women out there to feel ashamed but definitely talk to god about it like god hey it's some heat and some fire and some desire you know so um i'm gonna need for you to help me through this right and don't (laughs) don't be ashamed like you have to make it a little a little bit comedic comedic like do it um I'm pretty sure God would rather you talk to him about it than for you to go and start acting upon it because you can't control it. So, um, I feel God closer to me now than I ever have. And we're living in a time of tragedy and pandemic and so many people losing their lives. And I've had nothing but peace and joy. And I go to work every day and laugh and just have the best time. You know, I come home and have to you know just not have a good time all the time with my child but that's just a different part of my life this is the phase in my parenting or what I'm going through um unfortunately I don't have any help like you know other people whether they're married or not um my child's father is not there and he has not really actually been there um from the beginning there was a a five to six period window after he met they met for the first time when she was two um five or six period window where he was there not really consistent he would come and visit her like once or twice a year um and then after 2017 i believe um he just fell off the map it's been about three years since she's seen him the last time she saw him she was seven going on eight and she just turned 11 this year and so i'm really going through it you know with her and that's a whole different topic about you know that and even helping your child and seeking therapy for them and I definitely have done that I don't know what where the therapist is I don't know what's going on with her um I suppose they have reached reached back out but it's just like you know you have this child as a client and you've not checked on her you've not none of that so I think I'm just gonna have to call today and see what's going on because I need some help with this child Um, I'm in the time where I'm discovering who I am as a woman. And I love that. I love that about myself. Um, because I've never had that because I've been a mom most of my life, all of my twenties devoted to that, 
not putting myself in situations or relationships or situationships or hookups and all that stuff. I, no, I don't live my life like that. Um, so I didn't, I've never, I've not had any intimacy in my life. Pretty, I would say pretty much ever. I wouldn't call what happened between my child's father and I intimate in any kind of way. Um, I was 18 years old. I really, I really liked, I really liked him. But when people are just into themselves, they will use you, um, for their, for their own gain. And that's what happened in that situation. And I just went through so many layers within my singleness. And one of those layers was fear, fear and afraid to love and allow someone in my life and to really be involved and to be vulnerable in that way because of that experience. Um, but God definitely has addressed that in my life and allowed me to understand I don't have to be afraid anymore. I don't have to keep myself shut down and locked down um, because of fear and just all of that. So that is definitely a weight that's been lifted off of me that I can express myself in this way to feel beautiful and to feel good about myself, to have a, such a great esteem. Um, and the way that I carry myself and the way I dress myself and conduct myself. And like God is really amazing in the restoration that he does in your life. When you really give him yourself and really trust him with yourself. And that is a process of trusting God. Especially when you have trust issues, you'd be very surprised that it extends even to that realm of God, you know, where you don't really trust him um, with yourself. And so I've definitely experienced that, but it's gotten better. And um, yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really great to experience sexuality. Um, I'm glad that I didn't experience when I was much younger because... I think it is is it'll be a bonus when I am married. <laughs> it'll be a bonus because like you're not all used up out here and just have been laying around. Um, if that is a choice that you've made, no judgment. But your body is very sacred. It is what you live and you dwell in, and it is a requirement you keep that clean for God to dwell, His Spirit to dwell with you. And um, it wasn't planned to be single for so many years, but it just happened. And I'm glad that it did because I'm glad that I can say, like, all these men have not experienced my body and all of that. I've only had one sexual partner, and I have a child to show for that. So um, when we see things God God's way, and to keep ourselves pure and sexually pure, um, it's, it's a very good thing. And it's something that we want to teach our children and really, really help them to understand how sacred and pure their body is and their, their personal and intimate space is and it should be reserved for that special someone. Um, and not just out here, just for everybody to be able to freely have. Um, there's definitely, as as a woman and having that energy, that feminine energy and that sexual energy, there is like this, this battle between like you and God, what's right and what's wrong. Like, hey, I'm a woman and I 
wanted I want to do kind of what I want to do and if I want to make this choice for myself then I want to make this choice for myself but there's always that spiritual side that kicks in just like well I can't do this because I love God too much I honor him too much I understand his ways are righteous and holy and because of my reverence for him I'm going to withhold myself I can do it if I want to. I can have sex if I want to. I can whatever I want to. But because of his love for me, because of I know and I've grown with him, I'm going to sacrifice and deny myself. And that is a very difficult space to be in. But it is a very sure sign of maturity and spiritual maturity that you can self-deny and do what's right by another being that requires um, you to live by certain standards. Um, but when I'm married, hey, that is the, the space of privilege. So I just want my husband to be happy. I want him to, to really be able to experience this sexuality like I <laughs> experienced it. And like, don't be ashamed. Like, it's as a Christian woman, you just gotta you gotta get out of that. You have to get out of that and pray about it. Like, when literally God wants us to bring everything to prayer to Him, don't think that this is not an area that He doesn't care about. He cares about every aspect of your life, and you cannot expect yourself to have a great experience, sexual experience, in your marriage if you're so afraid. If you feel like you're doing something wrong, if you feel like it's just not a holy or pure thing to have sex, like that is the total, that's a lie. And if anybody is preaching that from the pulpit, they're liars. And um, you're no pure or no, or no much more holy than a woman who's married and she's having sex with her husband just because you're single and that part of your life is not being utilized. That is not true. Um, now, you can do some unholy sexual acts and defile yourself, sure. But having sex with your spouse in a in a, a, a situation where you're permitted, that doesn't, that doesn't do anything to your sanctification or your purification unless you're doing defiling things within that marriage bed, right? So... A single woman who is not having sex doesn't have anything over a married woman who is, you know. So don't you cannot listen to people who are spewing that if they are from the pulpit or anything because I went I used to go to this church and this pastor she considered herself being um being sanctified and pure because she wasn't having sex with her husband when when really she was violating the word of God. And when women don't have sex, they do it for so many reasons. And one thing is control. Or it could just be fear um, from a past um, abuse situation, but mostly because of control. They're trying to control that man. Um, and... It, it it just really it just really wasn't wasn't right because the word of God says in I think it's First Corinthians chapter seven that you're supposed to give that due affection that's owed to your spouse 
the man doesn't have power over his body and the woman doesn't have power over hers. But that for a time of consenting, of fasting and prayer, that you let your spouse know, hey, I'm going to be giving this time to God. And so, you know, we can't have sex because I'm consecrating myself over to God for this period of time that requires an agreement. Um, but after that is over, the word instructs us to come together, come back together with your spouse because there's so much temptation out here. So sex is very important. The word of God even addresses it. So there's no way around it. Um, when you are married, unless there's some kind of medical reason going on that you can't do that, sex is necessary. And like, I really do believe that the church has to be taught and relearned in this way. And you only learn it when you really give yourself over to God that he can he can give it to you naturally, reveal it to you naturally, make sense and logical sense of it. Um, and so, yeah, it's really good to know who you are as a woman. Even a man listening to this, like you have to know who you are as a husband, as a man, as that sexual being versus a father, versus a leader, whether you are a manager on your job or... Um, in some form of leadership or whatever other hats that you wear, you have to be able to know who you are in all aspects. And so um, I hope this helps somebody. I hope it was lighthearted enough. If you're not really comfortable with talking about or hearing about these subjects, there are people out there who are so ashamed of their bodies. So, um, afraid and that doesn't mean that I don't have some kind of reserve as well because when you withhold yourself for so long and like you've not been in that intimate sexual space with anybody there is some hesitation there's just like oh my gosh I don't like when I had so much fear about having somebody in my life and being married and having to be vulnerable and you know sexual and all of that I really was afraid like literally flight run away um of that thought and I always envision myself hiding out in the bathroom on my wedding night for my husband I always would have that vision because I was so afraid and it really took for God to grow me in this area for him to release my sexuality when I was 29 years old like that was a gift really a gift that keeps on giving <laughs> um because I'm going to be married someday and I don't want to be a problem to my husband, you know, in that area, in that way. And I just have a whole different experience from majority of women in the world because I haven't, I didn't continue in my ways. I didn't continue in a different relationship and just keep having sex in, in, in different relationships that I was in, could have been in. No, it's just been me, my daughter, my immediate family, and God. And I've been living life and growing and evolving. And that time, like the word of God says, it's a time for everything. And how we're not supposed to awaken youthful lust. Um, well, I want it to be awakened when I'm married, right? So 
all the time. So it's good. It's good to withhold yourself because in your older age, as you get older, like you're not so used up and just like tired and just like ready to just like be lazy when you get married. No, that should be one of the most exciting times sexually. Um, and I'm just going to say it just flat out. It really should be. Um, but when you're using all that sexual energy in your younger years and you just land it up, you know, there's some people out here really land it up, whether they're in relationships or not, you know, spreading it wide, you know, out there. <laughs> and um, not, it's not a hilarious thing when you think about it from a righteous standpoint, but um, it really is. And... You know, it, it really causes fragments in your personality and in your soul because a piece of you is everywhere, you know. And so, but I want myself to be with my husband and, you know, um, to grow in the experience with him. And I think that's a very beautiful thing. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I, you shouldn't be ashamed, even if you're in your older age, you're. 20 late 20s 30s 40s and you've never had sex it's it's nothing wrong with that and i i don't want people to think that it is because you've exercised discipline that majority of the world doesn't have um and you probably have a lot of sexual energy probably do um and it's gonna be real good you know when you're in that space and you can really really engage and release that and so um <laughs> I um I'm in a different phase in my life I feel God closer to me now than ever he responds and he does the littlest things for me um I tell one thing because there's many different things that has happened recently but one thing recently I think it was last week and I was at work and me and my coworker we were sitting and we were talking and um I was saying we were trying to figure out what we wanted for lunch and I was saying, I want some chicken, I want some fried chicken. I don't care where it comes from, I just want some fried chicken. So like the manager, nobody was around, it was just she and I and um come lunchtime we kinda determined that we wanted like some chicken salad. We we're gonna I was gonna go to the grocery store and get it right behind the job but got there days of all days they had no chicken salad when they usually have it there it was none let me tell you how god set this thing up okay so i went and i called and i ordered and i ordered me something from the pizza place that was literally a minute from the grocery store um get my stuff and i go back and i sit and eat and my manager's manager happened to be at the store that day monitoring us and all of that and he happened to have gone out when i went out and he went to zaxby's and he got an extra plate of food and it was a, a chicken strip meal and the manager's like you know he got an extra something i really didn't pay any mind until i was sitting there eating <laughs> the chicken <laughs> And I was like, oh my gosh, I got my chicken. Like, I just literally spoke it. Like, I want some chicken today. I don't know where it's going to come from. I don't care where it comes from. I just want some fried chicken. And 
it didn't hit me until I was actually sitting and eating the chicken. And I was telling my coworker. And, like, literally God has been doing stuff like that. Whether even if I think it or I speak it, and it happens. So, this is a season in my life where um, God is allowing things to come to pass in my life. Whatever I want, whatever I speak, wherever I think, it becomes... And so that is a very good space to be in. It's not law of attraction. It's not that, you know, secular, spiritual stuff. It is literally having a true, honest relationship with the Heavenly Father. And Him um, bringing about your season, your time and your season. And so be blessed. I have to, it's 903. I have to get myself together, get some stuff cleaned up around the house before I go to work today. I don't go to work until 12. So, um, yeah, I hope this is able to help somebody to realize um, to be successful in diff many different areas of your life, but specifically in the romantic or int intimate um, relationship in your life. You have to know who you are learn who you are and embrace who you are and not be ashamed of your sexuality not be ashamed of your body and your body parts and and all of that is a part of life how do you think you got here how do you think your children got here most of us got here through fornication yeah we did but still we're here right and we we have the opportunity to really learn it and do it god's way um and we're not always going to meet that mark we're not always going to 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 meet the mark, but we can't live in the, the place of condemnation um, and self-rejection and just feeling like we can never get things right or we'll never be accepted by God. Like, when he forgives, he forgives. The word of God said we confess that he's faithful to forgive and to cleanse from all unrighteousness. Like, like, if you, like I said, if you can't talk about sex and God at the same time, it's something wrong. It's really something wrong. Like, um, but it is, it is, um, a really beautiful thing when you allow God to grow and develop you. Like, he's really grown me from a teenage girl into a woman and many aspects of my life, um, and this is another area that he's getting ready to take me into, and it's gonna involve it's gonna involve that sexuality and that intimate part of myself to have to emerge, to really join my life with somebody. And um, I really want to like teach this stuff. Like if it's like a small group of women, like it's really important because. That is the sense like a prison that you can put yourself in when you're so afraid of your sexuality because of what you've been taught. Um, when you have when you have it in proper perspective, you're better equipped because I don't think you're gonna get this. You're not. I know you're not gonna get this from the church. Um, we have to know doing things God's way. But what is that information that I need to be successful as a woman? And there are people out there that will help us. Um, you can't think that you're going to tap into that uh, on your wedding night. 
So you have to begin to allow, open yourself up to it now. That doesn't mean go watching stuff on the internet that you shouldn't be watching, but it just means research. Get books about it. Talk to somebody that you feel like you can talk to about it. If you hear roaring in the background, it's cuter. I'm sorry, I'm going to go ahead and try to cut this off soon, but inform yourself. Not with the nasty stuff, not with the perverted sexual stuff. Pornography is not what God had in mind when he thought and created sex for human beings. So not from that standpoint, but what's healthy, what's good, what's just natural, the natural sexual desire. Um, if you don't, then one day God is just going to say, hey, here is a a good awakening for you. And it'll just fall on you. And then you're going to start researching and you're <laughs> going to start praying and talking to people about it. Because, well, I don't talk to anybody, but here in my little space. But, um... It's not a bad thing. It's a very good thing. And it's good for you in the right context. So don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. And really pray about it. Pray to God about it. That's something that I prayed to God about. Um, and I talk to him openly about it. I don't hide anything from God because he sees the heart. He sees the thoughts, your thoughts from afar. That's what his word says. He can see your thoughts from afar. His eyes are always on the righteous. He's always looking at us from his from his holy here, from his throne. And so there's nothing in your life that he doesn't know. And so why hide it, right? Um, but yeah, have a good day. Have a good night wherever you are. And definitely um, be safe and be blessed. And I'll see you back on the next one. Bye.